You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Welcome back. Welcome back, golfers, dads, everyone else. This is the Birdie Dads podcast. And just remember, you can follow us on Instagram at the Birdie Dads. Our website is birdiedads.com. And I'm sure we have a Facebook community out there growing somewhere. Brian, Trevor, what's going on? Not much, hey. Jared. Happy to be yeah. here. Not much, <laughs> man. Just, just uh, you know, growing closer to 40 years old. Uh, we just planned, uh, me and my wife, we, we're the same age, so we're um, trying to figure out a 40th birthday in COVID times still. Um, but what I just realized today was that this is our 40th episode. Turning 40 and this is our 40 episode. Hey, our podcast is turning 40. Here we, we go. We made it. We made it. This is our golden, our golden podcast then, I guess, huh? <laughs> All there downhill from here. Yeah. Everything's right. <laughs> slip and slide down. Oh, man. Well, this is the Birdie Dads podcast. Get ready for a great episode today. It's the 40th with all those bonus episodes we threw in. Today, we're going to talk tiger. We're going to talk chipping and throw in some dad stuff. So, guys, got to ask, is tiger finished? I say no. Change my mind. I'm going to first throw out there, um, thank God he's still alive and he is, he is the goat. So love you, tiger. Like want you, want you to get better just in general, want you to get better. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, he is, uh, he's uh, competitively. I don't see him coming back. I mean, I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to mince words, but this is, uh, it's a big fracture, you know, big, long recovery. I mean, you're taking a whole year probably to come back from that, just from that injury alone. If it's just a straightforward lower leg break and then not to mention, I mean, what did that wreck do to his back? You know, uh, that was already a problem to begin with. So I think there's just too much to to come to, to deal with for him. So I think, I think competitive golf for him is done. I mean, obviously he's going to get his fair share of, pro-ams and you know uh celebrity events but i think i think he's done jared i'm sorry nope nope not buying it (laughs) so i I agree with trev i I think from a golf perspective pga competitive wise you're gonna even if he like he works hard he does what he did when he was hurt before the last couple years and he, he just rehabs and works incredibly um hard on 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 rehab like he's still not gonna be his former self right so he's gonna he's gonna have a hard time golfing and keeping up with the, the young guys so he's not gonna be the tiger that we knew i don't think okay yeah. i got two words for you no i got two words okay you ready <laughs> freddie couples <laughs> 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 okay i got some i got some data to back this up in 2009 at 49 years old freddie couples with multiple back injuries still averaged 297 yards driving i mean hmm. He's so, silky smooth, though, man. He, I mean, yes. that's Love sneaky. Him. That's sneaky long for for that guy. I mean, he's not. I mean, Brian, he's up from your way, right? He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's like, what is he like? Five ten. Born raised in Seattle, Washington. Like, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is he's a tiny a, guy. He's, he's, he's not, not an big. imposing figure. No. Yeah. I love Freddie Couples though. Okay, 2017. I looked it up. He finished 18th in the Masters at age 57. Yeah, I remember that. I, yeah. I mean. Well, think 18. about the course, though. On the Masters course, you got to have course knowledge on that, on Augusta National. Like, you can't just go in there as a young guy hitting bombs and expect to do well. Like, you got to know the greens. You got to know the approach shots. You got to know where to miss. 
like that's that's been proven with Tiger winning. Like we're talking about him, <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's because of the course knowledge that he won. And so, it, it, if you're asking if if Tiger's ever going to win the Masters again, that's a different story than is Tiger ever going to be back to Tiger. I don't I don't think Tiger's going to be back to Tiger. Yeah, I think too. You got it. Like so, asterisks. Like maybe a Champions Tour event. Like maybe you know. I guess in five years oh, he gets to that age fifty. No he's got one, but I don't think he's got a PGA. I mean, I also no. I counted out Tom Brady, and here he is winning a damn Super Bowl with the, the Buccaneers <laughs> this year. So I'm you know, calling yeah. that Tiger's going to win at least one more major. That's I'm going to say it right now. I mean, oh, if okay. anyone can do it, Tiger can do it. Which one? Oh, I, I mean, I'm going to say the Masters. He's going to do the Masters again. Again, he's going to come back. Yeah, he's <laughs> going to. It's going to be epic. I mean, he is a machine. One of the best ball strikers, probably the best ball striker we've ever seen. I mean, I just want to see him come out and maybe change his game so he's not trying to compete with Bryson on the long ball, and he mm-hmm. just comes out and and finesses it to a win. I mean, he's going to become yeah. my new inspiration. I'm going to be honest. If he's going to win a major, Jared, I agree with you. It's going to be the Masters because that course is so difficult. It requires knowledge. Like it requires experience more than good golf talent. So yeah, he's got the confidence of that course of any of the majors. I think that's his course. So I think you're right. If he does come back and he wins one, the masters is it on a side note. Uh, are any of these young guys that are just swinging the hell out of the club, are they ever going to make it to a Champions Tour? Are we going to have a Champions <laughs> Tour in 2040, 2050 be, even? Oh, it, I mean, like Justin us. Thomas, is that guy, I mean, in 10 years, his back's going to be toast, right? I mean, those guys swing out of their shoes. I don't know that they're going to last like Bernard Langer and those guys. I mean, I think Champions Tour is toast. I think you got to look at guys. I think you're right. Like, Guys like uh, Justin Thomas, the, the long hitters, DeChambeau, definitely not. I don't think he's going to be around because I think I think we talked to a couple doctors that said <laughs> his back's going to probably <laughs> give out painful. at some point, right? Yeah, it's the Champions Tour, maybe not. But um, I think some of the good putters, like maybe Jordan Spieth, he's not a long hitter. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. but, you know, he's a great putter and he can figure out um, his – I mean, his short game is incredible. Look, that guy – We'll be on the Champions Tour. Look at us. Look at us. We're we're dads. I mean, we're looking at the Champions Tour. (laughs) Oh, that's our bread and butter, Jared. I mean, seriously, that's that's it right there. We're talking Champions Tour 50. (laughs) Who's going to be around? I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, well, I did talk to a guy online who said he wanted to be on it. Like one of us, he he was just an average guy who wants to get to the Champions Tour. So maybe there's hope. 2040, you could have a second coming at 50. Know, maybe you can do it. Well, we got. To, I, I've always said, like, if I'm going to be a, a an Olympian moving forward from the age 40, I'm going with <laughs> curling. Right? That's that's me. That's that's my it. chance. And so, you know, if I'm going to be a major golfer, I mean, the Champion Tour is all I got left. So, I mean, 10 years. Here we go. Let's do this. As as soon as cornhole becomes Olympic sport, I'm in. Let's go. Oh, it's there. Oh, I mean, it's man. on ESPN. That's all COVID. We that's could right. watch. Right? Was the cornhole champions the championships? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get into time for a new segment. We're going to call this Dad Wishes and go to the, to the wishing well. Get, throw me your wish. Right now, what is a dad wish of your guys? That it could be anything. What, what do you wish would happen right now? Oh, and we talk about dad challenges, but what's your wish? Ooh. I'll, uh, I guess as a dad of two daughters, um, 
married to a lovely wife and I just lost my my do- my male dog, I would say I'd take some extra testosterone in the house at, at any given point. <laughs> in in the form of what, Trevor? Like <laughs> in the form of another male or like an, like another no, no, son, no. like another no, kid. No, no. I'm thinking dog, but I was thinking about, okay. you know, like I'm I've always been the one that's like got to take care of the dog, right? So I can just see myself if I get another dog the kids will say they they're going to take care of it but you know two day, two months later dad's taking care of it dad's waking up you know i just i don't know if i can deal with that but <laughs> i guess if i if i had my my i guess my perfect scenario i'd take a a nice a nice young puppy to to uh, a nice young male puppy to add to the mix and somebody <laughs> else to take care of it <laughs> that's nice. my wish nice so what's yours jared yeah oh, jared gosh. let's hear yours first yeah, I wish that someone would pick up the dang toys, man. With a two-year-old, nobody tells you tells you how many toys you're gonna have around your house. The clutter is insane. I just wish somebody would pick them up. I'm going crazy with the number of toys I pick up every night. I gotta say that that's kind of your own fault. Like, two, <laughs> <laughs> you supplied the toys, my friend. Ah, uh, terrible. You step on a Lego yet, Jared? <laughs> I stepped on an airplane last night. That's worse than a Lego. Right? So, uh, Brian, what's your wish? Dad wish. Man, my wish is, and, and I just had this experience tonight, is I was texting with a buddy who um, we're going to try to plan a trip to um, someplace close and do golf. And the wives were going to do the spa and the kids were going to play and we're going to trade off everything. And I said, Hey man, like, like this looks good. You, you think we can plan some golf on like Saturday, for, you know, for the weekend? He was like, yeah, but is, is it cool if, uh, if my son comes for nine holes and, um, then, you know, my wife picks him up on, on the turn and, and we can play the rest of the round. Cause, cause I don't think he would really, um, you know, make it the whole weekend without playing with us. And I saw that, I saw that text. And I was like, oh man, I, I just can't wait to get to that point. So I guess that's my wish right now at this point. It's just, it's just, we can go on a trip. We can, you know, have a weekend and, and, and it's, it's golf for everybody, <laughs> right? Yeah. Both my boys and, and dad. And, and, um, I mean, I guess I don't really care if the wife comes along, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I guess with the kids, right? Like it's, it's just, we're, we're out there golfing. That's my wish. I can't wait to get there. Yeah. That's great. Not far off, Brian. Probably four or five years, I'd say, for the older one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's close. I mean, it, I see the I see the boys' interest in it, and it's there. It's just for nine holes or eighteen holes, or they're, they're gonna they're gonna last fifteen minutes. They're gonna want to go back and watch Paw Patrol, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, got those in the books. Now, let me tell you, I found a huge black hole in my game. You guys, it's always been there, but our interview with Pelly Golf really brought it out, and that's chipping. I mean, when he was telling us about putting and how you think you're a good putter, that's me chipping all the way. So <laughs> sorry, sorry, I gotta laugh at that like multiple times because Trevor, that was that was gold, man. He was just yeah. like, oh, oh, what's the best part of your game? You. Putting? putting? Actually, you're yeah. wrong, Trevor. Yeah. You're wrong. And that's what I've always said is putting. I mean, he's exactly right. You know, you're never on the green in regulation, and so you're always trying to chip it up from like you know five yards off the green. And of course, you have a 12 foot putt and you two putt it, and so you're a good putter. He's got a, a good point. Putter. Great <laughs> I'm a great putter. putter. Great. I'm a horrible chipper, and I knew that. And so I went to, and I took it to Reddit. Oh man, that that is like a that's a dark black hole right there too. Reddit and Facebook, holy cow! You talk about the dark web. Reddit is it? Reddit. Oh, and I waste some hours on there too. So I went to Reddit, and I brought up the rule of twelve chipping, 
And I did not expect so much controversy over that. So I want well, to talk explain. About lay, it, lay it out for us, Jared. What's the rule of 12 for chipping? Okay, I looked it up because, again, my chipping was terrible. So I needed something new. And the rule of 12 basically goes into you're going up and you're in your short chips. We're talking less than 50 yards. And what you do is you look at, you pick your landing spot, and ideally it's about a yard in on the green. And so it's one yard in, and you're going to land the ball there, and you need it to roll to the hole. So what you do with the rule of 12 is you take what your carry distance is, and then you you put that as a ratio against the roll distance. And what you're looking for, so if you need the, the ball to travel in the air, let's say 10 feet, and then it needs to roll to the back hole about 20 feet, then your ratio is... 10 to 20, or we'd simplify that down to 1 to 2. So you're going to subtract the roll number, which is 2, from 12. So we get 10. And working in your clubs backwards, you'd go from your lob wedge or your gap wedge down, and you go two clubs down. So in that situation, I would use, uh, in my bag, I'd probably use a 9-iron. And I would use my 9-iron, I'd chip it up to about a yard inside the green, and let it roll up to the hole. And you would basically do that for every approach inside of 50 yards. You calculate that. And, and these guys, man, they got all crazy like, you know, oh, it's too complicated. Uh, you know, I don't want to step it off. And, and you're right, but you just got to eyeball it, in my opinion. So that's essentially what the rule of 12 is. So, Trevor, you're, a, you're an almost math miner. Um, <laughs> is, 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 that a, uh, is that a complicated calculation for you? Because I'll be honest, I am an actual math miner and I, it, it was a little bit complicated for me. Like, I, I got, okay. and I, I think that's the hesitation is that it's like doing that kind of math within the amount of time you have to like, you know, actually hit the putt and keep pace with your group. It could be kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm just picturing Jared up there, you know, just basically <laughs> you know, yeah. stopping everybody in their tracks and, yeah. and their whole process. And he's walking off the steps to his one yard in and then to the, <laughs> right. to, to the hole from there. And then he gets out his abacus and he's trying to figure out which club. And he's got his whole, instead of grabbing his lob wedge and his putter, he's grabbing basically eight through lob wedge to walk up to the side of the green and then do his little chip shots. So that's what I'm picturing. Oh, it's perfect. Well, I'm two rounds in on the rule of 12 trying it out now. Um, and some guys online, they're right. So all the guys that have commented and you're listening now, you're, you're correct. You guys pointed out a lot of stuff. One, it's complicated to figure it out. I get it. You're not going to pace off every single shot. Uh, and the other part is that you have to use the same swing every time. And it has to be a short mm. swing. You, you can't be doing these, these big hingy chip swings. You know, you got to do the same simplified swing and and the other thing the biggest idea i mean you have to take in the speeds and the downhill slope into account because you're unless you're at the top of the green it's a downhill line you're going to hit a nine iron or an eight iron geez you might even go seven iron depending on where your your how much roll you need that's going to go flying by so before you overshoot those greens you need to take that into account and practice like everything you got to practice yeah i think so I actually did it today. I, it was a pretty decent day out here. And so I just took a couple balls and, you know, nine iron through 60 degree and actually did that. Tried to find, like, put a tee down one yard in on this practice green. And it's pretty flat, you know. And I found, you're, you're right, it it does, when you the conditions are perfect, the green's flat, the rollout's predictable, and you're using the same swing. It, yes, it, it, it does work. 
but I think you're, you, when you're, you're using it, you got to be within like five to six yards of the edge of the green to be able to use that. Um, I think further out, it becomes harder, right? Cause you're always going to be hitting lob wedge if you're more than like, mm-hmm. you know, 15 feet or 15 yards off the green, in my opinion. I think when you explained it, Jared, it was, I mean, it, it opened my eyes to using different clubs around the green. Cause mm-hmm. I was ex- I don't know. Like, I don't know how everybody else is, but I was just like, oh, I'm within a yard of the green. I'm going to pull out my, my lob wedge. And that's just the club I'm going to use like hundred percent. But this, this made me th- think about possibly using other clubs. And so I think that that was, that's a good thing, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to take the attention that it needs, uh, when I'm actually playing to get the right club at the right time and all that kind of stuff. Cause I just don't, <laughs> I don't have that patience. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, so, you know? Yeah. The idea is to get the ball onto the ground as quick as possible, right? To, yeah. To simulate, yeah. you know, your putting stroke, get it on the ground, get it rolling, and and take that carry out of it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'll, I'll speak for a friend, <laughs> me, and <laughs> I have chunked so many shots two yards off the green where you can't putt them. You know, I, yeah. I've, I've bladed those. I've shot them over the back. I've chunked them, and they go three feet. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, this is going to, I mean, I just got back from a band of dunes trip, you know, three or four weeks ago and that's where it would come in to play. Right. I mean, mm. you've got a lot Good of call. low, Good low tight lies and a links type course, you know, you've got a lot of runouts that you can see and, um, you, you know, as long as you're willing to step it off and you're close to guessing on the distances, I think that was where it'd come into play. But a lot of the parkland courses, you know, like we see in, in, in interior United States, I think that it's going to be a little harder cause you got more bunkers in the way and you know shorter greens to land on that sort of thing yeah for sure right and it brought me to another point with wedges i mean you could call me rookie call me whatever but i never really considered the bounce on my wedges until Mm. you know a month ago and so that's a whole nother topic we can get into on another episode for guys is considering the bounce and do you even know what your wedges have I don't I'm even say, know what I, you're talking about, Jared. <laughs> Bounce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <just> exactly <laughs> what? <laughs> we should cover yeah. that, though, for sure. We'll get into that because that question came to me in the mailbag recently. was asking about the bounce and how do you handle that. And so that's a whole other piece of your wedges. If you're going to use the 60, I'm, I'm hoping that you know what your bounce is and you know what situations to use it. So that kind of goes back. You know, we were talking to Pelly Golf. What you guys think of that episode? Oh, that was great. I mean... Obviously, for me, it's it was a huge uh, eye opener and what I do, and I, I think a lot of it too. My video that I sent him was a little bit the the video was a little off in terms of the angle, so it kind of it, mm, it uh, sure sure Trevor sure yeah it, it, I, I looked at it separately with moving my camera <laughs> angle a little bit, and I, I could tell I was inside my hands early um, for sure, but not as bad as that video had shown. Uh, but no, I tried to try to recreate, uh, recreate that, do the door drill that he talked about and, uh, put some hours in on it since we've recorded that episode. And, um, yeah, it's been a big difference. I mean, I, I can find a bit more power out there actually when I hit that, hmm. um, when I hit that ball with a little bit more of a steeper angle uh, on the take back. So it's, uh, it's something I need to work on. It's, it's something that I've always kind of just gone back to because I feel like I can hit the ball better when I bring it back quicker, um, keeps it more compact for me. But uh, I definitely have some pointers I need to work on there. I'll tell you what, like that episode when he was explaining how he taught kids, I, I understood it 100%. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I get you, man. They're like, I, I think I know what to work on now. Um, when he went into your swing, Trevor, like I was completely lost like he started talking about <laughs> arm angles and everything else and i was just like wow it's too complicated but um 
if you can figure out a drill to, to, you know, fix what, what you had, I, I think we should post that. Cause, um, I think a lot of people have the, the problem that you have, um, or the, you know, yeah. at least similar enough to where they could use that one drill, that doorway drill. I, I had to look it up and actually view it because I'm a visual learner, right? Like I had to see what that, what he was talking about. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so look it up, everybody. If you didn't understand what he was talking about, look it up on YouTube. There's a lot of videos out there about the doorway drill and I'll explain exactly what he was talking about. Cause I, I couldn't like when he was talking about it, I would, I don't know. I was lost. <laughs> I had to see it for myself. Basically, he was calling me a painter and not a carpenter. I wasn't yes, using the hammer. Yes. I was, I was oh, using I the caught, paintbrush. I caught that piece, and so I yeah. still have that in my in my. That sounds like my a notebook. heck of an insult, man. I've never been called a painter, you know, <laughs> <laughs> carpenter. Uh, well, next week, next week, drum roll. We get the golficity guys talking nice. about a cool, yes, cool interview coming there. So. We need to get some golf challenges with those guys. Yeah, I think uh, those guys are kind of what we have always dreamt of becoming, right? I mean, it's awesome to be able to talk with them and kind of hear their experience and just how they've kind of grown to what they are. I mean, it's going to be exciting to hear what they have to say. So I'm excited for that. They've played in pro-ams, guys. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Golficity, man. Great interview coming. Can't wait to release that one. And before you hang up, jump over to our website at birdiedads.com. Check out our new gear we're pushing out. We've got some excellent new shirts to add to that shirt game of yours, dads. Get out on the course and don't forget your kids. See you next week.